Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We believe that change is easier when you are not alone. Through practical advice, personal stories, and expert insights, we offer strategies, empowerment, and a supportive community for you to turn to for guidance and motivation on your journey to living your best life. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, we are so excited for today's guest. We have Tracy Jones, the host of the Energy Academy podcast. She is passionate about helping women living their most strongest, vibrant, most grounded and energetic selves. And she does that through helping them with their physical, mental and emotional energy and giving them tactical tips and tricks on how to do that. And today we're going to pick Tracy's brain about decision fatigue. And she's talked all about it in one of her episodes. So Tracy, welcome to the gutsy truth. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I was so excited when you guys reached out and it's always fun to like, you know, have, have conversations with women who are kind of sort of in the same niche as you. So you just really vibe, you know, and you're kind of trying to send out the same kind of message. Mm -hmm. Um, I love having conversations with people like that. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. And we, and ditto, we love having these conversations as well. People who like think like us. So we're probably going to get off on a lot of tangents y'all. It's (laughs) going to be okay. We'll rein it in at some point. Um, so Tracy, to get things started, just tell us a little bit, tell us about yourself, like what you do, the Energy Academy when you launched that and just, yeah, a little update about you. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of moving parts around here. So first and foremost, um, I am married to my husband, Landon, and he and I have been married for over 14 years. We grew up together. So we have a very, very long history together. Um, it was so crazy because today's actually his birthday. And I was this morning, I was like, isn't it wild that like we have been around each other for 24 birthdays? Wow. That's that's amazing. That's crazy. And we're 36. We both just turned 36. So pretty wild. We have one daughter. She's eight. Um, she'll be turning nine in July, which is just mind blowing. Do either of you guys have kids? Yeah, I've got one. She'll be five in August. And so we start kindergarten and I can't, (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) It's so crazy how fast it goes. Right. And yeah, you're fixing to hit a huge milestone, which is kindergarten. And yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's a big one, but it's just, I think motherhood has really, um, changed the way I look at time. Yeah. It's just, holy moly, it goes so fast. So she'll be nine in July and she's our only. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we live in a very, very small town in Northeast Texas. Um, we actually live on our beef cattle ranch and we've lived on a ranch for less than a year. Nice. So that's been a huge life adjustment because we, um, previously lived very much in the city, mm-hmm. um, kind of like in the suburbs, you know, but I mean, I was five minutes from a super target, you know, that whole deal and yeah. now it's an hour, you know, that kind of <laughs> so it's just a very huge life change, but gosh, it's been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, um, let's see, um, a lot of other things. Um, I, I'm an online fitness coach with, um, with power fit. So I, I do empowerment coaching. there. very passionate about, strength training specifically for women. Um, but my, my main like focus right now for sure career wise is the energy Academy. And that kind of came to light. I mean, really because of conversations I was having online with women, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, my main platform is for sure Instagram. And so I was having just tons of conversation with women just daily, like engaging with people online, um, through DMS and question boxes and stuff like that. And there was just this like recurring theme of like, of women telling me all the time that they were struggling and I don't know how to keep up with my life and like, how, how do I, how do I do it all? And that was kind of coupled with this thing that I really, I really saw take off during the pandemic. And that was just this like surge in like, mommy wine culture and um because tiktok took off during the pandemic right yeah. and so everybody started making these tiktoks about like you know kind of like not not being able to deal with their life not being able to deal with their kids and like making jokes about it so everybody just really laughing about that kind of stuff and and I'm sitting here thinking like this is not funny mm-hmm. this is not funny that we are chronically exhausted this is not funny that we 
are mentally overloaded all the time. This is not funny that we physically cannot keep up with our life and our kids. Like I, I just started to see this trend of like these, there are so many women who are going through the most precious years of their life with these small children, um, exhausted mm -hmm. and tired and overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I had a very serious problem with that. And it wasn't just like I was seeing it online. I was hearing it online too. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. I was getting a lot of questions because we do live a very fast paced life. My daughter's a barrel racer. Mm -hmm. I mean, she knows like I'm recording this podcast right now. So she knows she's not allowed to come in the house, but she also <laughs> knows that by the time I get done recording this, the horses better be loaded in the trailer and that we better be ready to go. Cause we're going to ride after the, you know, yeah. like, it's just very fast paced, you know, things she plays soccer as well. My husband and I run multiple businesses. So there's a lot going on. I think that's why the questions were aimed at me because sure. things are moving very fast around here. And I just had a, a, I was like, I drew my line in the sand. Like, no, we have to fix this. And if somebody has to step up to the plate and start talking about it and I call it the real energy crisis, I'm like, we, yeah. I, I will do it. I will step up to the plate and start talking about it because this is not cool. We cannot get to, the, the season of our life where our kids are out of the house and turn around and look back and go, I have no idea what just happened. Uh, I missed it yeah. all. Amen. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. See, okay, y'all, yeah. this is why Tracy's on today's episode. <laughs> I listened to this, your decision fatigue, and I was like, yes, I I was I'm right there with you. Like, I felt that way yeah. during the pandemic. In fact, the pandemic was yeah. like a blessing in disguise for me because I got to slow down. I got to stay at home and do nothing. And my daughter yeah. was two at the point. And so it's like, oh my gosh, my husband and I talk about that all the time. We actually got to like be around her more during those yeah. shutdown months than we had her whole life because mm -hmm. we both work full time and she went to daycare and all that stuff. And yeah, that's an, like, we're right there with you, Tracy. Oh my gosh. Because that's yeah. through the pandemic is when Caitlin and I started our journeys. We're like, we've got to talk about things more as women, as society. Absolutely. And that's, that's why we're here today doing this. And that's why you have Absolutely. a podcast too, because uh, I just love this. And I know t this is going to be like the greatest conversation <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Yay! I'm yeah. so excited. Yes. That is so amazing that you, that you saw that because you were, you said you were not only getting those questions personally on your Instagram, but we're just witnessing it and going, this is not right. And yeah, it's not okay. yeah, it's not okay. And we so agree with that. that it's just like, Everyone needs to, I think the one thing a lot of people have learned from the pandemic is we need to take a step and slow down, like just slow the roll for a minute and mm -hmm. like really focus on what matters in life and focus on that because yeah, that hustle culture is killing us all. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I think it was there. I think it was already like a raging problem before the pandemic started, Yeah. but I think the pandemic really exposed it because everybody got stuck at home. Yep. So mm -hmm. they started making content about it. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, content takes off and then people latch on to content that they identify with or relate with or yep. whatever. Right. And that stuff started to go insanely viral. And I was like, this, this, we, no, we can't do this. You right. know? Um, so I think that, and I totally agree with you. I do think some really beautiful things came out of the pandemic. And I think one of them is that, um, things like that became very exposed and we realized like, we got to change some things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what, so you saw all this happening during pandemic mm -hmm. and so how from pandemic to today or just like what, a couple months ago, you launched the energy Academy. So walk us uh -huh. through that process. What, like what developed in your life to help you start the energy Academy? Well, honestly, it, it was kind of like the, the growth of that mm -hmm. theme topic, whatever mm -hmm. on my social media personally, like it just, it, it wasn't going away. Like yeah. it wasn't, um, it just kept becoming more and more prevalent. The conversations we kept coming more and more prevalent. Um, and I, I started to realize like, this isn't going away. Mm -hmm. And I also started to realize like, I'm insanely passionate about this. <laughs> this is, this is very much a passion point for me. I have always been an extremely high energy person. I have always been, um, fitness, um, health, wellness, movement, like that's been a part of my life. I started playing competitive sports, like in second grade, and yeah. it's just always been such a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I can also remember there've been different phases and seasons of my life, you know, like, um, prior to my daughter being born, my husband's a veteran. So he mm -hmm. served in the military first, and then he came home and wanted to get his college degree. Mm-hmm. 
which is awesome because only 7% of veterans ever get a college degree. Oh, wow. Wow, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, um, he, that was very important to him to get a degree. So he came home at that time. I was teaching public school, Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to coach. So I think that's inherently in me, like the coaching of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just part of who God made me to be. I come from a family of coaches. Yeah. Um, like every man in my, in my family on my side has been a football coach at some point in his life. So <laughs> it's, it's just part of who I am. I yeah. think it's just like in my DNA. But at that point in time, I was teaching and coaching, um, you know, and I coached four different sports and taught two different subjects. And so my life was, I mean, I was at school by 630 every morning. And if I was home before 930 PM, it was like a miracle, right? Oh man. And, mm. And so I, at that season of my life, where I got my workouts in was I was part of a 5 a.m. boot camp class. Mm-hmm. So I left my house at 4.30 every morning. And I very vividly remember people saying, I don't understand how you have the energy to get up and do all that. And mm-hmm. I was like, it was crazy to me that people didn't understand that the reason I had the energy to do that stuff was because I was doing it. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was the, it, it was the staying committed to the movement and staying committed to the exercise and staying committed to the water and the nutrition that gave me the energy to stay committed to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. food, food and movement is medicine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And your body works like a power plant. You know, your mm-hmm. body, you don't just wake up and have energy. Right. You, know, you have to create it just like a power plant doesn't, it doesn't inherently have energy. It makes energy mm-hmm. and yeah. it sends it out. Right. That's what yeah. your body does too. So that was kind of wild to me that people didn't understand that. Now at that time I didn't have my daughter yet. So then fast forward to when I have my daughter, um, you know, my husband finishes school, gets his degree. He, he starts a business, you know, and then, so things start moving a lot faster. And then I can't go to that 5am boot camp class anymore because, um, of my husband's travel schedule, which a lot of people didn't know this when this at the time, but, um, he actually mentioned it in, on my podcast last Mm -hmm. week was that there was about, four years of our life where he traveled five days a week. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of, I was solo mom in it a lot for a long time. And so my exercise had to change. It had to be different, you know? Um, but it still had to be there or I would have just totally gotten run over with my life. So Mm -hmm. I guess to answer your question, like it, it just was a topic that it's been reoccurring in my own personal life. Yeah. And then it was reoccurring obviously in other people's lives. And I didn't really know, how to address it or what I wanted it to be. I just knew I was talking about it a lot online. And I was like, how can I, what can I do to talk about this more? And I'm like, oh my God, maybe I need to start a podcast. You know, like maybe, (laughs) maybe that would be a great platform for me. And then I kind of started to have that thought right before I knew we were going to list our house and sell it. Uh So I kind of just held on to that idea because I was like, if I start a podcast right now, that would not be (laughs) the best thing for my energy management in this moment to start a podcast and add that to selling a house, moving, you know, Mm. completely doing a 180 with our lifestyle. Right. Um, So there was that. And then to even, and then I knew I wanted to take it even a step further and go even more depth and provide even more tools. And that's where the course came And The course isn't out and available yet, but it's highly in the works. Yeah. And that's coming too. And I'm really excited about that too, because it'll have a lot more resources than I can provide on a podcast. Oh, so exciting. I'm excited for, I'm on your wait list. I'm excited for (laughs) your course. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Oh, I, yeah. Maybe we could do some Gutsy Truth and Energy Academy collabs yeah. on courses. Cause, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, because it would be because we've got some course thoughts in the in the works too for probably later this year or next year. So yeah, that would be really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's so amazing. I mean, I just love I just love how you're just a that this is such a passion for you because we a hundred percent relate to that because yep. this is our passion <laughs> yeah. so much. And then yeah, when it's your passion, like you like feel like you'll move mountains just to get the information out mm-hmm. there and to help people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so, uh, I just love all of that. Um, so we, I want to get a little more in specifics of, um, what we want to talk about today is decision fatigue. Um, yeah. cause your episode on that was like, like I knew it kind of all in the back of my mind and then I listened to you and I was like, I couldn't shut up about it for like a week straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like telling my husband, I was telling Caitlin, I was like everybody. And so I think this is like game changer, like Mm-hmm. knowing what you say about decision fatigue. So let me start with what is decision fatigue in your definition and how, I mean, as the average person going through so much decision fatigue today. 
So in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. kind of decision fatigue is kind of the idea that the more, the higher the quantity mm-hmm. of your decisions on a day-to-day basis, the lower the quality. Mm-hmm. So the more decisions you have to make, the harder they become to make. And maybe the, um, you have a harder time, you have a harder time making them and you have a harder time making good decisions. Yeah. Okay. And so like, here's a, this is like a really kind of a stupid example, but everybody can relate to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, as a mom, you have to make the late in the afternoon grocery store run and you're tired Mm -hmm. and you've been going all week. You've been going all day. You know, you've been working, you've been momming, you've been getting your kids to the things you've been, you know, trying to like show up as a wife and da, 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 da. And you're at the grocery store and you get all the groceries and you're just, you're tired, you're hungry and you get to the cash register and what's there like a million things you should not eat. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, it's so hard not to grab a bag of chips or a, you know, some so, like a candy bar right. or whatever. But a lot of times we end up doing it because like your ability to make a good decision has gone way down the tubes. Like that's a really good example of mm-hmm. decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to a point in your day where you're just too tired to make any more decisions yep. or make any more good decisions. And another great one would be like, and I have said this exact quote to Landon before I have said, I don't care what we eat for dinner. As long as I don't have to decide what it is. Yes. <laughs> I've said that too. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like I, I, that's a great example of decision fatigue. Like yep. I have literally told him before, like I'm done making choices and decisions today. Mm-hmm. I have made 8,000 today. I am done. I don't care if we eat freaking cereal for dinner, as long as I don't have to decide that yep. because yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yep. Thinking about it. So, and I feel like as women, we, um, gosh, I feel, I just feel like, and I'm not saying that men don't, don't struggle with this too, because sure. they do. But I just feel like as women, we are managing so many different things in our inside of our brain all of the time Mm -hmm. that it it just, I feel like it really can eat our lunch if we're not aware of it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I've, I've, I've literally said that same thing to my husband. I'm like, I don't care what we eat just as long as I'm not deciding. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's so relatable. So what are some things that you help or tell people? Like, I know you've been, had some examples on your podcast, so we can go through those. Like, how do you set your day up so that you don't end end the day in that I don't care what I eat as long as I'm not deciding state? Yeah. So I think one of the simplest ways that you can kind of combat that is to number one, streamline as many things as you can, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a great example of that is Steve Jobs, you know, like a lot of people don't realize that the reason that he wore the exact same outfit every single day was because he did not want to waste mental energy trying to figure that out. <laughs> Maybe so I like, should do that. <laughs> yeah, right? So like, okay. So like an example I've given about that before is, um, and I, I, I don't currently do this because, um, but honestly, just cause we're living in a tiny house until we build our home. And so mm-hmm. space is like, like physical space is actually an issue. Yeah. So I don't do this right now. And Peyton's a lot older now, so she can kind of get, she can get herself dressed. She's, mm-hmm. I, we don't always agree. On <laughs> I feel you there. Down the stairs. Ah, but, um, she can get herself dressed, but like there was a very long period of time where I had these little, um, drawers in her closet, like the little plastic bins. Mm-hmm. And I had five of them. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. And like on Saturday or Sunday afternoon, I would put her little outfits for the week in Mm. those drawers. Smart. That, that, that's a way that you take a decision off of your plate. Yeah. Yeah. And even if, even if like, let's just be honest, I'm not a man hater. I'm married to like one of the greatest men in the whole entire world. And he is like, our relationship is a hundred, a hundred. Like I give a hundred percent. He gives a hundred percent. There's no like, I, he doesn't do that. Cause I only do that. And right. you know, like we both do all of the things. Right. But let's just be honest. Like as a mom, if you are out of the house for the day, you're gone doing something or whatever, you're going to end up telling them where the clothes are, what mm-hmm. clothes they need to be wearing. Like just take it off of the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, Ugh. just take it off of the table. So have that kind of stuff ready, but there's so many of those like redundant decisions mm-hmm. or even for yourself, you know, like if you're, if your workout is the first thing you're going to do in the morning, put your clothes out the night before. So you don't have to think about that mm-hmm. in the morning, right. you know, prep the lunches, um, have a meal plan, 
Um, because I think one of the biggest things that women get caught up in with making decisions is what are we going to eat for dinner? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then do I have the things that I need to create that dinner? Yeah. So like, uh, that's one of the things I stress a lot is have a meal plan, like mm-hmm. sit down every week and, and make that meal plan work to where like what you're eating for dinner tonight can also be lunch tomorrow. So mm-hmm. you can kill two birds with one stone, you know, that kind of thing. Those decisions that you find yourself making all of the time that you don't, they're not big. They're not like, um, super impactful as sure. far as like health, wellness, finances, you know, stuff like that. Take them off the table. Yeah. Right. Front lo- you know, front love them so yeah. that you're clearing that mental space for yourself kind of on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's so smart too, because just thinking through those different examples, it's like, it's those conversations when you're tired and you're like having to make a decision about something that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's not going to change your relationship. It's not going to transform your life to Mm -hmm. whether you're going to have chicken or beef for dinner. Like that's not going to change anything, but that's what can lead into arguments and frustration Mm -hmm. and lack of understanding. And that's when things can blow up. Like whether that's to your spouse, your partner, whoever, like, and it's not meant that that's not what you're trying to do, but that's kind of what happens when you're just exhausted and you want the other person to make the decision, or you (laughs) just, again, have made 8,000 decisions already today that you just, you're done with it. And that's when other issues happen. So like, that's, that's the beauty of trying to plan ahead of time Mm -hmm. and like make it easier for you on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. And you brought up a really good point is like, that's when a lot of little arguments and stuff happen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you got to fix that. Yeah. So yes. Now, that takes a lot of brain power sometimes. A domino effect and like, just take it off the table, just remove it from, yeah. you know, like, so as many things as you can front load that, you know, you're going to have to make that choice. They are redundant decisions that you're making all of the time, mm-hmm. you know, take them off the table, systemize yeah. them, get yeah. systematic about things. Oh, I love that. And I know you talked about habits too in some of your other episodes. And I love like, cause Caitlin and I always preach, like take baby steps when you're starting on a health and wellness journey. Cause we talk a lot about it when it comes to food. Cause she and I are both gluten-free, dairy-free. And so we get questions all the time, like, well, how did you do that? And so we're like, it's baby steps. And so I think like, even this can relate to that as far as like, okay, so it might be overwhelming to think, oh my gosh, now I got a plan or like, think about like, you know, just setting out clothes for my kid. Okay. I got to think about when I'm going to do that. Okay. Maybe you just start with that. That's the only thing you systemize to begin with until that becomes a habit and a rhythm where you don't even think about it every more, you know, every Sunday night you sit down, you put the clothes together, boom, it's done. And then the next step is, you know, the meal prep or the, this or the, that. And so I think you can also apply, like, it's okay to take baby steps. You don't have to systemize your whole life in one step because sometimes that might be too much. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. I think baby steps are like the key to success in anything in life. Oh yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I preach that all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think a really good example that, uh, that a lot of people can identify with, and I talk about a lot is with fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, I will see people all the time that they're going to start a fitness program and they're super excited about it. And by God, they're going to overhaul their whole life. In yeah. night. Like they're <laughs> going to only like, they're going to go from drinking, you know, tea and Cokes and blah, 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 alcohol, all this stuff to only drink water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to automatically start tracking their macros and they're going to cut out all processed sugar and they're going to work out seven days a week. And they're going to work out on those seven days a week for probably two hours a day. And I'm like, that is a, that is a recipe for failure Yep. because yep. you are going to be so overwhelmed mm-hmm. from the very beginning that you are going, I mean, immediately from the beginning, you're going to think you can't do it because yeah. you can't, you yeah. Baby step. And I tell people that all the time, like even like a great example, like somebody that's going to start tracking their macros. I say, Hey, why don't you just track your protein for the first week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Don't worry about the carbs and the fats for the first week. Just track your protein mm-hmm. and start because that's the most important one anyways. Exactly. So uh, yeah, baby steps are the key to success in so many things. Yeah. Yeah. We a hundred percent agree. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so good. Cause it can apply to so much about your life. Not just, I know we've given a lot of like home examples, but I think you can apply it to work too. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. Like how you even like approach like systematically opening your emails or times a day you do that. You know, there's like time blocking hacks a lot of people do like at their work. So it's like, I only look at emails at this time and then I'm actually doing tasks at the other time and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so Another, and I, can I interject something yeah, on that too? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of the problem also with having decision fatigue is accessibility. Mm. We are so accessible yeah. now. I mean, the, it is absolutely insane. The amount of like contact points that we have during the day or the ways that people can get a hold of us and find us and 
and sl- stop our day, stop our productivity train. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to think somebody, they can call you, they can text you, they can email you, they can reach out to you on Instagram. They can reach out to you on Facebook. They yep. can yeah. private message you on Facebook. They can private message you. I mean, like, and if somebody wears like a smart, that's why I quit wearing a smartwatch. I mean, oh, yeah. I wore an Apple watch for years and years and years. And that's why I quit wearing it because I was like, my arm will not stop buzzing. Right. Yeah. I, I cannot, like, I just can't do it. So I think accessibility has a lot to do with that too. Like you've got to shut some of those channels off at some point Mm -hmm. so that you're, you aren't constantly having more data come into your brain that Mm -hmm. you have to do something with. Right. Oh, so yeah. You got to eliminate some of that data. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I always know like, even like we have like a, um, a group text to like with our office. And so like a few months ago, I actually silenced those notifications just because like it would be in the middle of dinner, people were texting about something, you know, silly or whatever. And it was just like, ding, 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 like left yeah. and right. And I was like, I cannot listen to my phone anymore. And so now then yeah, I'll like or, open my phone yeah. and it's like, oh, now you have somebody. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just so much easier now that when I like, I don't hear the buzzing or the dinging. And then whenever Absolutely. I do open my phone, then it's like, oh, you have text messages. I'm like, okay, whatevs. You know, like it's so yeah. removes like the stressor or the urgency to look right. or respond at the moment. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And like with that kind of stuff, like with somebody like with work and stuff like that, I'm like, once you're home, like you're home, mm-hmm. give your family, your whole attention, silence that stuff. And, and you know, the workplace, like you might be working with somebody who's in a completely different season of life than you. Maybe they're not married yet. They don't have kids yet. So they can go home and, or they choose to go home and just work, 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 work. And right. so then they're inundating that, you, you know, you with that too, because they think, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. When, oh, for when sure. you're at home with your husband and your kids and whatever, and it's not like that for you, but then that stuff's popping up in your mind all the time and you have to do something with it. You yep. have like a, a piece of information can't come at you and just sit there. You have to make a choice with it. You have to do something with it. Right. So yeah. eliminating that I think is so important. A hundred percent. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. It's just with all the interruptions, like I was laughing with hearing about like the different notifications about, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that. It's like, I, I can remember conversations when I'd have with friends, like we, ch- we chatted via text, we chatted via Instagram, we chatted via Facebook, <laughs> like all of the possible channels, like we could talk throughout a day we, we did. And it's like, that's so silly, yeah. you know? And it's like, why does yeah. it have to be like that? And it's, and those conversations are just interrupting and getting in the way of just, you know, accomplishing what we need to be doing during the day or just like Mm -hmm. pick up the phone and just like have the 10 minute phone call or whatever. Yeah. And then put it away and be able to focus on the task ahead of you. Um, yeah, I think this is also important. And I think the thing too, is like, I think women also have it in their head, especially when it comes to clothes. Cause that's where I can get really irritated in the morning is like (laughs) figuring out what I'm going to wear. Like that can just be so exhausting. And I think women particularly, we like have this idea that we especially because of social media that we need to have these cute little outfits planned out for work or wherever we're doing for the day. And like, sometimes like I'll literally just like wear black (laughs) or like I'll wear the yoga pants and like change the top and like not really like fancy it up in any other way. And it's like, and, and sometimes I'm like, uh, like I'm wearing the same thing all the time, but no one else cares. Like the people around me aren't spending their energy thinking about what I'm wearing or I wore the same pants like two days ago. Like yeah. they don't care. They're, they're worried about the their to-do list in their head. But like on, yeah. but for my end, like I'm just making it easier if I'm just like picking up the same kind of outfit every day yeah. or every week or whatever, because I know it's comfortable. I know I feel good in it and I'm having, I don't have to like look at my closet and just stare at it for 20 minutes and then be <laughs> upset that I have nothing to wear. <laughs> so it's just yeah, like simple exactly. things like that. I totally agree with that. You know, what's been so great for us about, for me with that is moving into our tiny house. Mm, Oh yeah. (laughs) It has eliminated because of like actual physical space. Right. It has eliminated so many clothing options for me. Yeah. And I've gotten really good. And my husband is a neat freak and Mm -hmm. he, his favorite thing in the world is to throw stuff in the trash. (laughs) Oh my God. He like clutter does not exist to him. It is like, nope. If we haven't touched it in, I mean, his his time frame is short. Like if if I haven't touched that in 60 days, like I'm done with it, like get it out of here, you know? And I thank God he has really rubbed off on me with that because I've gotten a lot better about that over the past couple of years. And like, even my own like wardrobe, I've whittled it down to where 
like I only wear sneakers mm-hmm. and that's like a joke kind of thing on Instagram because people are always like, you have so many sneakers. I'm like, but it's literally all I wear. Yeah. I, do, I wear sneakers or vans every single day. I have on vans right now. Yeah. Like I just, you know, um, but, but then it got even more refined when we moved into our tiny house because I, I literally cannot have very much stuff in here. Mm-hmm. So I only have my like favorite things that I know I'm going to wear all the time. And I've gotten, as I've gotten older, like I used to only wear black, but now I'm like very much like a tones girl. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be like, you know, tones. Yeah. And so that I can wear anything with anything that I have. And I just, I literally don't have to think about it. Yeah. Like every day I'm going to be in a pair of jeans, some vans, some sneakers, probably a tank top of some sort. And then I'm going to have some sort of hoodie with me because I'm going to get cold. And that's it. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And yeah. I wear the same pair of jeans, not the exact same pair, but I have 10 pairs of the same jeans. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It just, I'm like, I, I've Steve Jobs did, I think. I just put I on love it. CBJs every day. Cause yeah. <laughs> we just, we live in a society where we're constantly being told, oh, buy this new cute dress, buy this cute new yeah. top, buy these new shoes. These, this is what's trending now. And number one, when yeah. we leave those channels open for society to tell us we need these things then we're put yeah. in a position where we need to decide do I need this do I want this mm-hmm. well if I don't yeah. get this it's, it's on sale right now I better get it now so we just then we we're just spending all this energy like buying something that we didn't even need <laughs> in the first place um yeah. but then it also it's just one more thing in the house that's getting in the way and contributing to that um decision fatigue and yeah. so I you think that yeah. yeah, it's like okay, where does this go now? How do I clean this? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I need another coat hanger. Like, it just yeah. it just it's a domino effect. Um, yeah. and so yeah, like learning to turn off those different cha- uh, challenges that are coming into your day to day life and um, simplifying things is just gonna help yeah. you show up as a better partner and spouse and friend and mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what life's about. It's not about these little decisions about what outfit am I gonna wear today. It's gonna how am I you know contributing and making an impact in the world. Absolutely. How am I showing up for my kids? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So talk us through some of your um, thoughts and ideas on decision fatigue relating to food because we love to talk about food here on yes. the Gutsy Truth, and we know oh, you're yeah. all about the food too. Um, so I love some of the tips and tricks you gave, but yeah, let's, let's dive into the food aspect. Well, as far as food goes, I feel like food can be such an emotional thing for so many people. Mm -hmm. So when we get tired and when we get overwhelmed and, um, a little stressed out, a lot of people use food as a coping mechanism to feel better. Yeah. Oh boy. And that can be a. That can be a downward spiral very quickly, you know, and cause a lot of problems very quickly. Um, I think one of the biggest things with food and making sure that you don't go down that road is having things prepared for yourself. Like you have to make the, 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 the good decision, the healthy decision. You have to also make it the easy decision. So as humans, we gravitate towards what is easy, not what is healthy. I talk about this on my Instagram story all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we gravitate towards the easy thing, not the healthy thing. So what you have to do is you have to make the healthy thing, the easy thing. Mm -hmm. So, because, because poor choices with your nutrition, right? Like you want to talk about a domino effect. Yeah. That's (laughs) a domino effect because you, um, you know, you make a bad decision late in the afternoon with like a super high sugar, high carby something or other, because you're stressed out and you just want to grab something that's going to make you feel better really quick. Mm -hmm. And you're going to feel good for maybe 30, 45 minutes. And then the blood sugar crash happens. Yep. (laughs) And then we're having a meltdown and we're, and then, and, and it starts this whole cycle of like, oh my gosh, I'm crashing. Like, I just didn't sleep well last night. And I'm like, no, you just jacked your blood sugar through the roof and what goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. And so now your blood sugar is crashing. And so you feel tired. So then what do you reach for? Caffeine. Mm -hmm. And then here goes our cortisol. And then we're going into probably the most, um, I don't want to call them the most difficult few hours a day as a mom, but like definitely the most intense few hours a day as a mom, which are the hours between like nap time and bedtime. Yeah. Of like getting the dinner prepped and dealing with bath time and bedtime and, and your kids are getting tired and their little tolerance is falling apart, you know, and you've got to be, you know, you got to be on, you can't be running on stress hormones. Right. So that's, you can get yourself really in trouble really fast with food. Like that is just really setting yourself up for failure. 
But as far as decision fatigue goes, like, I think, first of all, you've got to know what your body needs ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Like you got to, and as a woman, women struggle the most with protein. Mm -hmm. It's just, that is for sure. And it is by God, it is the most important part of your diet. Yes. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, protein. Oh my gosh. And like, I tell people all the time, like you, however much you weigh, that's how much protein you need to be eating every day. If you weigh 150 pounds, you need to be eating 150 grams of protein every day. And some people are like shocked. Right. And as women too, I think that we, um, I feel like people think they overeat all of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I have found people don't overeat nearly as much as they undereat. Yeah. Usually under eating with, with women, especially mm-hmm. women are usually very underfed, um, which is another reason why they're so tired and their brain is so foggy and they get so caught up. And like, I feel like we're kind of coming out of this, like carbs are the devil season, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know, for a very long time, carbs have been the devil. Right. Like, that's, you know, that's what society has told everybody. And like, one thing I try to preach so loud and proud is that like, Carbs are broken down into glucose. Glucose is your brain's preferred source of energy. If mm-hmm. you do not feed your brain, it will, it does not work. Yeah. Like you have got to have enough carbs in your body for your brain to literally do what it's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think that you've got to have, and there, there are like, um, definitely better choices you can make with carbs. A banana is going to be better than a Snickers, yeah. you know, like <laughs> right. stuff like that. But um, protein, for sure, I think is the one that women struggle with the most. And so you've got to make the healthy thing the easy thing. And Mm -hmm. this is something that I stress all the time is like prep your protein, you know, like beef, chicken, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And put it in like, um, I'll even go so far as to like break it down into like 25 gram little servings mm-hmm. or portions or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and, and save those in like little glass bowls or, you know, however you want to, so that, you know, when you start to get hungry and you start to crash or, and you need something, you know, you can reach in here and this is going to be 25 grams of protein. You just got to, you know, get it ready and, mm-hmm. and it's done. Cause protein is also the hardest because it's the one that has to be cooked. Right. 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 So, yeah, you know, uh, but I think that's where we really, struggle with decisions and food is that we get, we get tired, we get hungry and we need the easy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And we talk yeah. about all that, that all the time on the gutsy truth of, I mean, yes, a protein prioritize that like nobody's business. Um, yeah. but you've got to make it easy. And so, yeah, we get a lot of questions, you know, like Caitlin, and I will show up to work with like these great, like multi-diverse plant point salads with great protein and all this stuff. And people are like, that looks so complicated. Well, we've, A, we've done it for so long. It's not for us because it's become a habit. But you just, I mean, like if you're going to, you know, say you want to prep some whatever veggies and protein and some healthy carbs, you know, for your meal, like meal prepping is a thing. And people are like, oh, it has to be this extravagant, like seven hour process on a Sunday of meal prepping and all this. And it's like, sometimes it can be just as simple as just doubling your dinner recipe and knowing you'll have lunch for two extra days Mm -hmm. or yeah. Or like what I do sometimes if I know my husband's going to like, like grill meat for say like a weekend dinner, I'll have him, I'll like double the meat that he grills. And so then all of my proteins done and then maybe Absolutely. all I have to think about is like what veggies and sides I'm going to do with the dinner for that week. And so it's, yeah. and you don't have to get fancy with it. I think right. that's the other thing right. when people think about healthy, quote unquote, they think, oh, it's going to be some fancy French recipe or whatever. I'm like yeah. sauteed veggies, protein, and some rice. Like it can yeah. be really that simple. <laughs> it can be super simple. And I love too anything that can all be in the same bowl. Oh, like, yes. You know, like mm-hmm. we make so many like taco bowls and stuff yep. like that. Cause I, I know Peyton's going to eat that. Yep. So like I make rice and then beef. Mm-hmm. I mean, we eat a lot of beef around here. You yeah. know, we like, I mean, that's kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rice, beef. And then like for mine and Landon's, I'll do like peppers and stuff like that. Peyton thinks cilantro is God's gift to the planet. So nice. cilantro awesome. <laughs> for her cheese you know, stuff like that. And then it's all prepped in one bowl and it's yeah. easy. You know, it's, it's so like, easy. it's, I love anything that can be in one, one bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, I know you also talked about, I think it was your decision fatigue episode about you have the same breakfast every day. And so that takes your decision fatigue out of like even your grocery list and like breakfast yeah. normally when people are trying to get out the door to school or work yeah. or things like that. So talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so we eat every single day for breakfast. We eat scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. cottage cheese, 
fruit and then usually like a toast or you know some some sort of like toast sourdough biscuit something like that yeah and then we always have a protein shake with it too nice so I mean it just and now Peyton and I don't really get bored of that we we do pretty good with that that's so funny that you asked me that literally today because today we had we did breakfast tacos Mm-hmm. because Landon was like, I want something different for breakfast. And I'm like, okay. But yeah. what's funny is like, it's still the same concept. Right. It's still like, I just set out some ground beef before we went to bed last night. So it would already be thawed out this morning. Mm-hmm. And then we made scrambled eggs, the ground beef. Mm-hmm. We had tortillas, cheese, chopped up some veggies, breakfast tacos. I still ate the cottage cheese. So I, I mean, I based, I essentially ate the same thing. It's just, you know, presented a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, on a, on pretty much a day-to-day basis, especially when Landon's not home, I mean, for Peyton and I, it's going to be scrambled eggs, cottage cheese, a fruit of some sort, and then like a sourdough toast or a sourdough biscuit and mm-hmm. a protein shake and that every single day. Right. I love it. I love it. And like when I heard that, when you say that, I, like for the longest time I was like, Oh, you know, I need to like switch it up every once in a while, like for my breakfast, but I can, I'm definitely a person. Like if I find something I love, I could eat it like 5,000 times in a row and not, Oh yeah. And yeah. be totally fine with it. And 100%. so you said that I was like, it almost like felt like it gave me permission that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I can eat the same thing for breakfast yeah. every day. Yeah. I can eat the same thing for the next 75 years. Yeah. And, um, another thing that I do tell people, and I know that there are a lot of people that get really sick of that. Landon's like, Sure. Like today when I made the breakfast tacos, he was like, oh, these are so good. And they were, they were super good. You yeah. Know? But something else I tell people all the time is like, don't get, don't get in the trap of thinking that you have to eat breakfast food for breakfast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, exactly. Like, prep some chicken, prep some steak, have a taco bowl for breakfast. Who freaking cares? Like right. protein is protein. Carbs are carbs. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you have to eat eggs and toast. Like right. you can eat steak and rice. Right. Because get the nutrients in. Exactly. Exactly. Because most like breakfasty foods that we're told to eat in America are terrible for you. It's just like, let's start the, let's start with the sugar spec today. We'll have like this, like pastry that's full of sugar and here's your sugary yeah. drink with like what a, full of mocha and mocha and muffins mocha, is one of our mocha guests and, said. oh my gosh a like, mocha and muffin breakfast please none of that like and so yeah. that's the like when I started trying to clean up my diet and eat healthier and I started like eating like broccoli or green beans or whatever for breakfast it was like this is like not what you normally see you yeah. know but it's like it's good yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't need to be what society tells you to eat by any means and most of their cultures don't eat that kind of stuff for breakfast either. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other cultures that they're eating like fish for breakfast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I talk about that a lot too. And I try to really stress that to Peyton. I'm like, you got to remember, and Peyton loves a cinnamon roll. We call them sticky buns. Cause yeah. that's what they're called. Y'all know Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They're called sticky buns. Oh yeah. So we've always called them sticky buns. And so we have sticky buns all the time, you yeah. know? But like, by God, she's eating her scrambled eggs and her cottage cheese with that too. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, we're, because yeah, like so many breakfast foods are, that are marketed to us. I'm just like, this is insane. We are starting the day on a sugar spike and a cortisol spike. Yep. My God. Yep. Like no wonder we're having a freaking emotional breakdown by noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so oh true. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And once you get dialed in, like when you really get your nutrition dialed in for yourself, cause it is a little bio individual. Right. And so it's like some people sure. like my husband could basically just eat straight carnivore type diet, like straight meat. And his body does phenomenal on it. Like I actually need some veggies and some other things, but yeah. like when you get dialed in and you realize how good you feel, and then you have a day when maybe like, say you're like, I don't know. Sometimes I've been on like a conference or something and I don't always pack snacks and stuff if I'm like on the road and I'm not sure food habit, like food options, but there's some days I don't maybe get as much protein for breakfast as I'm normally used to. So instead of like 25 grams, I'm only getting like 15 and I feel terrible. And so it's just like a reminder. You're like, okay, this is, this is a priority in my life. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But going back, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say one of the things that I stress all the time to women is like, You've got to really front load your protein because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, when you get to the end of the day and you've got to eat like 75 grams of protein for dinner, <laughs> that, it ain't happening, sister. No. Yeah. It is, You're like, it excuse is me happening. why I cut off a quarter of a cow yeah, <laughs> and eat that like, for it dinner. It's not happening. So, and, and so many women, like, I, I'm not going to sit down and eat 75 grams of protein. Like, absolutely uh-huh. no. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so you, you got to front load your protein. So if you can really start your day with that, it, yeah. it helps you it helps you hit your total protein goal for the day too. For sure. For sure. Well, and what I love about all of this is that you like, 
society has normalized this like feeling fatigued and overwhelmed and exhausted mm-hmm. and being anxious all the time. And I love how you just called it out and said, no, like we're yeah. not accepting this anymore. And I feel like the going back to like making things easy, like the, the healthier choices aren't often e- the easy choices, but going mm-hmm. back to that concept right. of like, the more you normalize something as being, you know, okay, okay, like that you're going to feel terrible all the time and exhausted all the time, like the the less you're going to have the energy to like make a change also, you know? And so I yeah, think it's- Yeah, or even the desire. Yeah, or mm-hmm. even the desire. Like, yeah. And then you're just going to yeah. look back on your life and be like, well, I was exhausted all the time and I don't think I actually enjoyed it. And so it's all about like- yeah living an optimal health and life and being able to like truly contribute to the world and create that impact. Like I was saying earlier. And so it's just like, life's too short to like live in this, you know, like sure. It's easier to kind of go in that mob mentality of like, well, everyone else wants this, like, let's all have to have a glass of wine to like get through our week. And like, no, like that is like unacceptable that that's what you have to feel like to just enjoy life. Like that should not be the case at all. And I'm just so thankful that you called this out and chose to like want to expect better from people Mm -hmm. is really what it's about. And it's just like, so refreshing. Hi friends, I just want to take a quick moment and thank today's sponsor, Flash Marketing Solutions. Flash Marketing Solutions provides full service website and marketing solutions. They focus on your website so you can focus on your core business. I'll be honest with you friends. When we first started the Gutsy Truth, the idea of building a website sounded super fun, but quickly became a daunting task. But thanks to Flash Marketing Solutions, they got our website built, freeing up hours of our time to focus on the podcast. If you're ready to be Getsy and need a website for your business or blog or whatever you're hoping to do, we recommend Flash Marketing Solutions. Visit flashmarketingsolutions.com slash Getsy for more information. That's flashmarketingsolutions.com slash Getsy. And right now, all new website clients get the first year of hosting for free. Thank you so much, Flash Marketing Solutions. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com slash support to learn more. So, okay. Um, we've kind of covered food and, and life stuff. What else, anything, other major points on decision fatigue you want to tell us about? Well, I, I think too that, um, you know, and this is kind of one of those things where I think sometimes people look at me and they're like, oh, easy for you to say, cause you only have one kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one kid, it keeps me as busy as I think as like some people's three or four kids mm-hmm. keep that. I mean, and, and, and that's a choice that we've sure. made, you know, but another thing that I tell people or that I stress people all the time is like, you don't have to say yes to everything. Mm, yep. Um, you, uh, and this is something that I really learned from Landon. He's really good at saying no. Like he's really good at saying no. <laughs> um, and I, it used to really, um, I don't know if bother me is the right word. I don't, I don't think that's the right way to say it. I, I used to just be really worried that he was going to upset people all the time mm-hmm. by saying no. Yep. And then I realized that like he cracked the code a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. figured out a long time ago. But like, um, especially those of you that have multiple kids and I understand that multiple kids and they want to be involved in things or whatever, but if you're in a season of life where it's just, everything is high demand, maybe just one thing per kid, not two or three things per kid, you know, or just being willing to kind of protect your peace by, by saying no to certain things. And, and we've had to do that with Peyton. I mean, Mm -hmm. cause Peyton is very much she's me reincarnated. I mean, (laughs) she is just go, go, go gas pedal all the time. Mm -hmm. And so a great example, like she's a barrel racer that takes up an extraordinary amount of our time. Yep. (laughs) Um, And we love it. I mean, I, I, I love taking her to ride. I love helping her ride. I love doing all those things. She also plays soccer. Well, then the other, not that long ago, she said, well, I think I would also like to do gymnastics. And we said, no, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely not. You're, we're not going to, and well, we didn't immediately said no, say no. We said, okay, if you would like to add gymnastics to your plate, 
then you need to give up. Then you're going to have to give up something else Mm -hmm. because we're not going to do barrel racing, soccer, and gymnastics at the same time. So between barrel racing and soccer, which one are you going to give up? Yeah. And she said, well, neither. And I said, then you're not doing gymnastics. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's too much. Yeah. You know, you've got to be willing to put your foot down and say no to some things. And I know that I, um, I speak a lot to like women with children because it's the season of life that I'm in. So sure. it's the yeah. most relevant and relatable thing to me, but it, that can go for those of you guys that, that don't have kids yet, but you're in, you're involved in all these other like social settings and so social circles and mm-hmm. things like that. And you find yourself over committed, like be willing to say no and scale back on things where you're not just constantly going, going, going all of the time. And you're not constantly having to think about what's the next thing coming up. Like you need rest, right? Right. You need rest. And I think the important part of that is when you're saying no, you're really saying yes to something else. And I think it can be so easy when you're saying no, just to dwell on, okay, who am I letting down? Like what, like, am I failing someone like all that, as opposed to saying, I'm saying yes to this time with my husband or this time with my friends or this, this the season of my life where I just need more quiet time, you know, and I need that for my, my, my mental health to just show up or whatever it might be. And so I think it's, that's just a good reminder is like, just because you're saying no, you're, you can be saying yes to something else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, no no to one thing is yes to another. Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time too. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're not really super excited about it, then then no. Yeah. No. And there's no shame in that. I think like you said, that's the the culture of a lot of women these days is we have to be the yes people. So we don't upset anybody, hurt someone's feelings, whatever. And so we've just have been kind of pushed into this direction of we've got to be going all the time and yes and we have to be the perfect Pinterest mom and the perfect this and that and the other and that's just not a reality and I think I know you you preach this a lot too it's um you know social media people can just make it their highlight reel you don't know what's really happening in their life yeah Mm -hmm. 100 percent. yeah and and like something I've noticed this and I don't think I really did this on purpose but it just made the most sense in my brain like with Peyton, like, she, you know, obviously she's a little girl and she loves to do girly little things, but like, we don't have a bunch of like foo-foo clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we have like shorts, t-shirts that she can play in. She can get dirty. She's got jeans and that's it. Like mm-hmm. we don't just even stuff like that, where you're just constantly trying to keep up with like, oh, you know, I saw, you know, this picture on Instagram of this and this, and I just want her to have, like, it's just not practical. Right. It doesn't work for my life. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't work for your life, don't freaking do it. Right. Like just right. No, just yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it like, you, you know, to go with our domino effect trend, like if you're saying no, not only is it freeing up mental energy for you, then it might be even more of a financial freedom too. Cause then yeah. all of a sudden you're not spending oh, yeah. on useless things. And then, so you're like, it's going to, yeah, it, it will domino effect in a positive way down the line too, saying no to some oh, yeah, things. Sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, sure. And just not trying and and just making sure that you're not trying to be somebody you're not or trying to fit in somewhere that you're not or whatever. Like, I mean, just like the clothes example with Peyton, like that's just not like foo-foo girly kind of clothes. That's not part of our world. Like we live on a freaking ranch. Yeah. Like like, that's just not part of our world. I feel you. That doesn't work for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you. We live on 30 acres too. And we've got horses and stuff. My daughter's outside. I mean, she was literally playing basically like in a t-shirt and her mud boots yesterday because it was pouring down rain yeah. here all day yesterday and I was like I don't care because yeah. it's just a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's fine. Perfect. Yeah. yeah it was great it was great ah this has been so amazing I love this conversation yes. <laughs> so for those that are listening today with us Tracy I would just love to hear some encouragement that you could provide them for people who might be completely at their limit with decision fatigue and don't know where to start and just need a little, little bit of encouragement to, you know, kind of cut back and start fresh. Yeah. I think that if you're, if you're feeling very overwhelmed and you need a small place to start and a small success, because here's the deal, like any great success you're ever going to have on your, in your life is going to be built on a mountaintop of little tiny successes. Mm-hmm. So let's start small. You know, we already talked about that once, but yeah. baby steps are so critical and so important and baby steps, you know, they kind of, they're called baby steps, but gosh, they're, they're so much bigger than that. Yeah. They're so much bigger than that. And so 
I would say if you just, if you really need some relief and, and a release somewhere in your life, like, look at like, what is the part of your day where that you dread the most? Or Mm -hmm. what is the part of the day of your day where you're just the most like, Oh God, you know, like you have to really take a deep breath before it happens or, you know, um, you, you want to avoid it. You want to hide from it. You would rather not deal with it. What is that area of your life? What is causing that? And then attack that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and maybe it's just, um, maybe it's something as simple as just like you get home from work after a really long day and your kids have been at school all day. And now everybody's converging on the house at the same time and things are happening and things are crazy and and now everybody's hungry and you've got to figure out dinner and now you're spiraling cuz you got to figure out dinner like attack that yeah start to make that easy for yourself get become best friends with your crockpot like just get <laughs> take that one little stressor out of your life where you get really good at meal planning you get really good at prepping where um you you literally eliminate that even that thought process from your brain throughout the day that you don't have that hanging over your head of when I get home, I have to figure this out. Like it's already figured out. It's already decided. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress about it. Remove that from your life, remove that decision, remove that stress, you know, systemize that decision so that, um, it doesn't steal your joy. It doesn't steal your energy. It doesn't steal your clarity it doesn't stress you out anymore. And then use that as kind of your launching pad. Like once you kind of get that under control and you, you've kind of set a habit with that and then that that no longer is causing a problem, then attack the next thing and just, you know, take your time creating systems in your life to that serve you and they don't stress you. Mm, Yeah. That's amazing. I, I don't know what else to say after that because that's perfectly summed up. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can apply that to every aspect of your life and absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. You know, a good, another good example I can give of that really quick is mm-hmm. one of my best friends really started like a non-toxic living journey a couple years ago, a few mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And obviously that has bled into like our whole friend group and we're all now very like hippy dippy or whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> we're the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so great. She started, um, and so something that people ask her all the time is like, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And she, her, the advice that she always gives is just the next time you run out of um, laundry detergent, just replace it with something non-toxic. Mm-hmm. And then as you run out of things, replace them with something non-toxic. And mm-hmm. it might take you a couple of years, but you'll get down the road and you'll realize that you're, you know, you're living a really non-toxic life. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. Oh yeah. You know, when one stress, you know, eliminate that one stress. And once you get that one under control, then move on to your next one. And then before you know it, you've got systems and you've got habits and you've got, you know, just you've got systems and, and systems cure a lot of those problems. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, that's exactly what Caitlin and I've done over the past two years. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we went gluten-free dairy-free at the same time as we went through these different health journeys just to try to like help reduce inflammation in our bodies. I remember the first day we're like, cool. So we're going to eat carrots. I don't know what else, (laughs) you know, like, and then like over time, it's just become like this, such this systematic process to where we know, like we've got, you know, 10 recipes in the back of our mind, we can always have the ingredients on hand and like whip up real quickly, whether that's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Like we know even tips and tricks about like, if we're going out to eat with a group of friends or, or like a work dinner or whatever, like how can you prep and plan for that? So you're not just overwhelmed with a decisions that causes stress and anxiety. And so just because like, we've looked back over, over a little over two years now, we're like, oh, wow, we've done so much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. But when you do it, take it one step at a time. So hard to you in the beginning. Yeah. Or, you, yeah. Know, you don't even think about them now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just, I just love that this conversation is like merging at the same time as like us, you know, telling about all of our stuff too, because it's just, that's exactly right. Like it's, it, and I think that goes with anything. Like you said, like the people who are like, I'm going to get fit and they like do all the things, you know, they go from zero yeah. to a hundred and you're like, you can't, you, <laughs> you got to like. That just walk in the gym is step one. Yeah. Or <laughs> and, hell, just go for a walk. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Just go for a walk. For exactly. Days this week and prove to yourself that you can do that. Yeah. And that's a victory. And then once you have a, a tally in the victory comma yeah. column, then you know how to do it. And then you can add more to that. Exactly. It becomes a compound effect. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think that's so great. Ugh, 
So good. Yay. Okay. So as we wrap up, we've got two questions. We asked every guest okay. that they are a little more just okay. like fun, personal questions. Um, okay. So the first one is what is something gutsy you have done lately and how did it make you feel? Ooh, what's something gutsy I've done lately? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, Hmm. Let me, okay. Let me think for a second. What's something gutsy that I've done lately. Okay. One of the first things that comes to my mind is that, um, so I, you know, I told you my daughter's a barrel racer Mm -hmm. and I did not grow up around any kind of livestock Mm -hmm. at all. So, um, which is hilarious because now my whole life is consumed by livestock. (laughs) Um, um, but like we have this, this great little bumper pull trailer, right. Mm-hmm. That's super easy. Well, we had a blowout in it. Uh-huh. Um, not that long ago with our horses in it, with all three horses in it, we had a blowout. It was, it was, you know, kind of like your worst nightmare when you're hauling down the road. Right. Oh yeah. But anything. Anyways, one of the things that I, so, so we had to borrow a trailer from, from one of my best friends uh-huh. and she has like all huge trailers, like yeah. gooseneck, big, you know, like yeah, yeah. living quarters, big kind of trailers. And, um, but I knew that if I, I did not borrow a trailer from her, that my kid was not going to get to haul her horses anywhere for probably at least a month or six weeks or so. And that would not be good. Right. So, um, I, you know, I just, I called her up and I was like, can, can we please borrow a trailer? And she was like, absolutely. Of course. Well, I'd never hooked up a gooseneck. I'd mm-hmm. never hauled a gooseneck or anything like that. And I was like, you know what, by God, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to yep. do it. And I'm hauling somebody else's gooseneck right down yeah. the road. So then that's even a little more scary. So, yeah, but I told Peyton the first, so we just went and got it and we hauled our, had all our horses in there and we decided to haul it. And I said, I'm going to really just get myself in a jam right off the bat. We're going to pull in this parking lot right here where I'm going to have to back out and we're going to figure this, we're going <laughs> to figure this out. So we whipped this and, and we were going to, um, we were going to her old school um, to play at the park, which is in the middle of downtown McKinney, Texas. Nice. So I'm, ha- I'm going to have to pull this gooseneck trailer down into like downtown McKinney and yeah. um, which is, you know, like a little downtown yeah. area. And by God, we did it. And I was sweating bullets going down there, pulling that trailer down there with three horses in it. But we did it. And afterwards I was, I text my friend. I was like, I feel like the baddest bee on the block. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That I just pulled this huge trailer that I've never pulled before down here where nobody had down here probably ever seen a horse trailer in their life. And right. felt really good just to do something that I've never done before. And I wasn't quite sure if I could do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of silly, but I was, I was sweating bullets over that. I was like, oh, am I going to be able to get this thing down here and get it turned around and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I've totally been there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a horse person too. I showed raining horses yeah. my whole life. And yes. yeah, so I, I get everything. When you talk all your horsey stuff, I'm like, girl, I'm with you a hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, when you're pulling a trailer, yeah. you're, just, you're not used to or uh-uh. whatever. Oh yeah. I'll tell you another, another fun one that we've added recently is, um, cold plunging. Yes. Oh, um, nice. So that, that's been a good one too. Oh yeah. I love it. I know. That's like my next like health journey is to get into Ooh. cold plunging. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's more of a mental battle than anything. Oh yeah. Thing. It's like, you know what it's going to feel like. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a big mental battle. Oh, that's for sure. Really good one too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's love it. Good. Okay. Well, I might be texting you about some, um, cold plunging yeah. tips. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last question, to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing lately in life? That's been filling your bucket and bringing you joy. Probably this. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. you know, um, like just this, like adventure and journey of mm-hmm. like putting together the energy Academy, getting mm-hmm. it out into the world. Um, creating the course is extremely outside of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. the, the content is not outside of my comfort zone at all, but the, the creation, like yeah. the very techie techie, mm-hmm. yeah. like putting that together is very outside of my comfort zone. So that's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly probably being a little too hard on myself about it, but <laughs> You know, like when you're yeah. creating something for other people that you want to serve them well, it's like very, yeah. you know, you probably are a little too hard on yourself, but yeah. um, honestly, probably this has been like such a good thing because, and it, it, we mentioned this earlier, but it's such a passion point for me. Yeah. I'm not, it's not about, you know, it's not about, I mean, the money or anything like that. I mean, the podcast makes no money. It probably costs me time and money, honestly, right? you know, um, but it, it's such a, it's such a passion point for Mm -hmm. me. And the same thing with the course and where that's going to go. And I have so many like things up my sleeve that are going to come with that, that I'm very excited for. And it's, um, 
it's been a very fun thing to create and launch and kind of get out into the world. And there's going to be, you know, a lot of stuff to follow it. That's going to be really fun too. Yay. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Well, yeah, well, we might pick your brain too on like course building because that's yeah, our next yeah. big project this fall is to start yeah. building some courses too. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. with you too. Like the the content, that's easy for us to get together than the, the actual Absolutely. logistical process is the, <laughs> the, the techie, barrier. Techie part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so. it's been so lovely to chat with you, Tracy. And I feel like your, your energy is so vibrant and strong. Mm-hmm. And like, we can totally feel that just talking to you today. And I feel like you're such a perfect example of someone who, um, you know, manages your energy and your decision fatigue. And I think that is something that we all want to aspire to have that energy and passion um, showing up in the world. So it's been so, so fun talking to you. Thank you guys so much for inviting me on. What an honor. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope today's episode was helpful and inspiring. Until next time, we encourage you to learn more at thegutsytruth.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com support to learn more. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth.